valuable and very very unique and we'll speak about that a lot today god's divine plan is for me to be connected in a loving relationship with him and all living things a very very important uh, declaration that god wants to be connected he wants us connected to him and not only connected to him but he also wants us to be able to connect with all living things. If you get to understand the power of connecting with people, you know, you can meet people, you can uh, you can speak, but it's not always that you connect with people. But God wants us to connect with one another. I don't know, you know, God wants you to, wants us to be connected together. And if you can make an effort to connect with people, you, you know, to when you connect with someone, there's something that changes in that relationship. And that was God's divine plan is for us to be connected, um, you know, to other, you know, to all living things as we get connected to him. And I don't think we make a great effort at it. We are acquainted. We say, hi, hi, we all live. But, you know, every time someone has made an effort to connect with you, it has changed the relationship. You know, well, that's why people get on a, on a, on, you know, will pay fair to come to your home, to sit down, to fellowship. When you're fellowship with someone, you're actually connecting with them, with them. When you make an effort to pay attention, to listen to somebody, you're actually connecting to that particular person. And that's God's divine plan. And let me tell you, the people that you remember, the people that you remember in your life are those that have made a connection. Uh, people that don't connect with you, they disappear from your mind very, very quickly. But those that, um, you know, you're able to connect with them, there's something about you and them. They, there's something that you draw, uh, you impart in them, or they impart in you. There's a connection. Um, those relationships are long lasting. They, they never, they never, they never change. Even people that you met 25 years ago that connected with you, you still remember them. That's why we remember our primary school teachers. Why? Because they made a connection to us. That's why we remember our Sunday school teachers. We remember people we, we were together in high school. It's many years ago, but you still remember them. Why? There was a connection. I know what God's divine plan is for us for to be connected to him in a loving relationship but also to be able to connect to all living things. And as a ministry, one of, the, one of our prayers and our desires is that we will not just be a people that are together, uh, that are just you know, doing life together, but people that are connected to one another. That are the where there's a connection, where where there's you know, you know there's a connection, there's an effort to connect, to go beyond the high, to go beyond the praise the Lord, to go beyond the good morning and the good evening. There, where we make a, a proper connection, because when we are connected like that, we are powerful. That was God's divine plan always. And uh, that's how strong churches are built. That's how strong ministries are built. That's how strong relationships are built where there is a connection. And God's divine plan is for me to be connected in a loving relationship with him and all living things. And this morning, as we continue in this teaching, I want to challenge you, make a connection. The people that you are in the office with, try to make a connection. Go beyond the face. Go beyond the, you know, the superficial things that we talk and try to make a connection. When you start making a connection, you get to know the person. You get to know what drives him. You get to know the issues around their life. There's a connection. I know that was God's divine plan all along. Let's go into our teaching today, our spiritual anatomy. 
are, who are we? Who are we? We need to understand who we are. It is something that we have declared every single morning. And we want to spend the next few minutes just, you know, speaking, you know, focusing on that, on who we are, because it's, it's, it, it is, it is transformational. If you don't know who you are, you know, you can never be helped. So Jeremiah chapter one, verses five is a scripture that we're going to base our learnings today. Jeremiah chapter one, verses five, we're looking at our spiritual anatomy, understanding who we are. And the Bible says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. So this is God's word to Jeremiah. And he's just telling us how God looks at us. Before he formed you in your mother's womb, he knew you. And when we hear saying you are unique, you are, uh, you are, you are special, you are unique, there's no one like you. It's because of that. Because before you were born in your mother's womb, God already had a purpose for you. He knew you. And as soon as you are born, he said, uh, he said, I appointed you before you were born in your by your in uh, by your in your by your mother, he set you apart and he appointed you as a prophet to the nations. You know, that's how God looks at us. You are a prophet to the nation. Now you may you may not be a prophet in you know in, in the way we understand it, but all of us are prophets in our own way to the nations. In your area of expertise, in your area of calling, you are a prophet in that area. And there's nobody else who prophesied to the nations in that particular area like you. You are unique. There's a calling in your life. There's a prophetic word in your life to do something in this earth that only God knows, set you, or that God set you apart before you were born. And so it's important to understand that, that you're actually a prophet uh, before God. And then in Proverbs chapter 4, verses 20 to 27, the Bible says, My son, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ear to my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart. For they are life to those who find them and health to, the, to one's whole body. Verse 23, above all else, guard your heart. For everything you do flows from it. Very important, keep your mouth free of perversity. Keep corrupt talk far from your lips. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. Give careful thought to the paths of your feet and be steadfast in all your ways. Do not turn to the right or the left. Keep your foot from evil. Very, very powerful advice that we are being given here. That above all else, guard our hearts for everything you do uh, flows from it. So this morning, as we come around understanding this, this level, we need just to be able to, to, to deal with this issue of who am I? Who am I? And why is this so important? Why have we declared it every single morning? Because uh, if you do not know who you are, circumstances, all others will define you. If you don't know who you are, the circumstances that you live in will define who you are. And the truth is, the circumstances we are in are not necessarily great. The environments we, uh, you know, we live in are not great. We, we, are, we, you know, we have a lot of circumstances. Some of us, we are born into poverty. We are born into struggle. We are born into family conflict, into single parents. We are born into uh, conflict areas. You know, we, we, the circumstances in which we are born are not necessarily perfect. And so if we don't know who we are, the circumstances that are around us will define us. And that's why a lot of us, we've grown, we have been defined by the circumstances. 
and we have passed judgment on ourselves. We have passed judgment on ourselves because you look at the environment you come from and you have defined, you have allowed that environment to define you. But I believe these 30 days, the Lord has challenged us every single day to really question yourself, is that who you are? Is that who you are? Do you know who you are? Because if you don't know who you are, circumstances will define us. And sometimes we have said the circumstances that we are in are not great. Some of us, we are having family challenges, you know, financial challenges, you know, things that just tough things like, and these circumstances can define us until we are who we are not. And then if, we, if it's not circumstances, others will define you. You know, others will define you. Other people will define you where you now begin to live by what people say. They about you. They define you. You are there to please other people. You are not living your life. You are living a life to please other people. You're not being yourself. Others are defining you and they control you. That's why we still actually up to now, still recovering for the impact of colonization. Because when the colonizers came to the African continent, the first thing they did was to change our belief on who we were. And they converted our mind to believe that we are not good enough that they are more superior that you know the and and from that time from that time it has been downhill because you know you find ourselves you know we're still recovering from that we don't think that we are good enough we don't believe that we you know we believe that we are lacking we believe that africa is not a good place and you know and it's, it's because they defined us they defined us and we have been you know dealing with this for a long time to free us from uh, from that mindset of the colonialists to believe that we are not defined by what the colonials say about us uh, we need define about what God says about us and God has got great plans uh, you know for us so you know others can define us and what we have been saying here every morning is that you are a creative and compassionate spiritual being currently living or existing in physical form we are a spiritual being existing in physical form Paul writing in second Corinthians chapter 5 verse 1 he said for we know that if the earthly tent we live in is destroyed we have a building from God, an eternal house in heaven, not built by human hands. And he continues there in verse 5 say, to say that now the one who has fashioned us for this very purpose is God, who has given us the spirit as a deposit guarantee what is to come. Paul recognized here that you know what? We are living in earthly tents. We have a body. We are existing in physical form, but we are actually spiritual beings. And so it's important for us to understand that, that we are, you know, we are creative. We are compassionate spiritual beings. And you know what? We are perfect in our personhood. You are perfect. There's nothing you are lacking because the other thing that the enemy likes and has, has successfully done is to make us believe there's something we don't have. You know, we, we feel like, oh, there's something I'm lacking. There's something I don't have. You know, my other, my neighbor has got something that I don't have. My friend has got something that I don't have. And so you feel inadequate. But this 30 days challenge, we have, we have, we have, the Lord has enabled us to come to a place to understand that that which you need to succeed, that which you need to be who you are in this planet, that which you need to touch the world in a unique way is deposited in you. There is nothing that you're lacking. Everything is inside you. You need to look inside to really understand, to pick up who you are. You need to look inside. There's nothing you are lacking. And so when you understand that, you are set free. And that's what the Bible says, him that's set free by, the, by the, the, the Lord Jesus Christ sets us free and we are free indeed. When you know that you have got every single thing deposited in you, there's nothing you are lacking. So then I'm not in competition with anybody. 
I don't compete with anybody because it's not a competition. I, I don't have to be like you. I just want to be myself. You don't have to be like your neighbor. You don't have to be like anyone else. You just need to be yourself and look within you because everything you need to succeed is inside you. It's not out there. And if you are connected to God in a loving relationship with him, surely that which is in you can come out. And we know that we said we get we get freed. We don't compete. We are not envious. We don't envy. I don't envy my neighbors. I don't want to be like them. I just want to be myself. And that sets us free in Jesus' name. Say amen, amen to that. And so in addition to that, we are perfect. We are perfect in our personhood. We are perfect in our personhood. And we are unique as well. We are unique. We are highly, uh, we are infinitely valuable. And God's plan through Christ is for us to be in a natural connection uh, with him um, through all the time. And therefore, we also understand that we have a soul and the soul is really us uh, this, this, this morning in Jesus' name. So you are a soul. The soul is who you are. And then not only that, you have a spirit. You have, uh, you have a spirit, a mind, a body, and a heart. We are talking about spiritual anatomy, understanding who we are. So we have a body. We, live, we, are, we, are, we are spirit beings. So you have a spirit, a mind, a body and a heart. And the heart is not the physical heart that is beating. And it's important to know that for these dimensions, four of them are of this dimension, only one exists is a natural environment, only the body, the mind, the heart, the spirit, these are all things you cannot touch. And it's important to understand, um, you know, these things. Because number one, very important to understand the spirit world transcends time. In the spiritual world, there's no time limit. In the spiritual world, it's always now. There's no tomorrow in the spiritual world. There's no days, there's no months, there's no years. The spiritual world does not understand that. The physical body that's living in the physical environment is one that talks about tomorrow. It's one that talks about being tired. It's one that talks about, I want to take a rest. That is the body, that's the physical part of you. But in the spiritual world, it's always now. The spiritual world also transcends space and matter. So, you, you know, there's no limit, there's no boundary, there's nothing. So you can, that's why you can be connected to somebody who is not near you. You can be connected to God. There, there, there's no boundary, um, you know, the, uh, in the spiritual world. Also very important, the spirit world has got no negativity. It has got no negativity, so it does not know fear, frustration. It's just a beautiful flow of faith. Again, very, very important things. Uh, that we need to uh, to be able to understand in this world and understanding our anatomy. Now, again, very quickly, what are the roles and responsibilities of our past? So number one, the soul, as we have said, is who you really are. And the most important thing is remember that your soul is really who you are. But most important is the spirit. And that's why every morning we have said, take three deep breaths. And the third one, we have always been saying, welcome the spirit of God to come and minister to us uh, because our, the God, our Lord, God is a spirit and we connect to him. It's our spiritual aspect of us that connects with him in the spiritual world. And we have been saying, welcome Holy Spirit and minister to us. The spirit, your spirit is your connector to God and all living things. That is the importance of the spirit. And then your mind is your thinker and your knower. It is in charge of making sense when you're trying to figure out does this make sense is this reasonable we're using our mind and the the, the, the mind manages the gap between the spiritual world and the physical world it uses the brain when we are thinking consciously 
Very important part. The mind is a critical part. That's why we always, every time we have been praying, I've said, Lord, open our minds. Our minds are ready to receive from you because your mind is the thinker. It is in charge of making sense and managing the gap between the spiritual world and the physical world. Again, the, another critical part of our life is the heart. The heart. Your heart is a unique level of consciousness. And a lot of things we've talked about, we have got to do with the heart. It is your center of all action and attraction. And that's why in the scripture we have read here, the word of God challenges, says, guard your heart above all else, guard your heart for you know what it is. The heart is the, the, heart is the source of all issues. Guard your heart is your center of all action and attraction. It perpetually plays the role of a servant or a master. The heart can be a servant or it can be a master, depending on who is controlling it. If it has been hijacked by the ego in you, the false identity that's in you, then it becomes a master. When it's under the control of the spirit of God, it becomes a servant, and that's a great job. And so that's why the word of God tells us, guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Very, very important uh, principle to understand the heart. And then, of course, your body is your body and the Paul makes reference with it is he refers to it as a he refers to it as a tent in Jesus' name. Now having known having known that uh the the ones the, the, the our our heart is a is 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 very important because all action and attraction very important to get that all action and attraction are placed here and that's why as we said in Proverbs chapter 4 verse 23 above all else guard your heart and everything you do flaws for me. I want to finish up that by making reference to thoughts. Now that we know the mind, the, the, the spirit, the body, the heart. I want us to spend some time very quickly again as we wrap up this on the whole idea about thoughts because we have captured it here before. You know, uh, you know, the thoughts are very, very important. The power of thought. Thoughts are very important. Thoughts are very important because when you talk about the heart, and how the heart gets influenced, it's actually driven a lot by the thoughts that come into our mind. Thoughts are things. Thoughts are our first creation. You know, God has given us creative ability. And the first thing that you do is create thoughts. On a daily basis, you are thinking. You know, thoughts are flowing through your mind on an ongoing basis. The, your mind is at work. These thoughts are flowing right now. And, you know, there are things that you are thinking, 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 thinking. And the power of a thought is actually expanded the moment an emotion is added into it. When a thought, when there's emotion attached to a thought, that thing becomes very, very, very powerful. You have a thought, the thought comes in, and then an emotion is added to it. It becomes very powerful, and it actually provokes, it provokes feelings in our bodies. It provokes feelings in our, in our bodies. And because of this, we are then able to vibrate at a new frequency. So the thought comes in, an emotion is attached to it, and it actually begins to affect our, our emotions. We begin to vibrate at a new frequency. And when we begin to vibrate at a new frequency, it begins to affect our mood. All of a sudden, you are feeling very okay. Everything was going very well. You are happy and bang, a thought comes into your mind and it affects your mood immediately. You change your mood. You change your, 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 your mindset. It affects your wellness. It affects your actions. It affects your attraction. Thoughts are powerful. And this, the, you know, the increasingly even science has proved that, you know, thoughts and feelings, and they are so powerful, they affect our entire health. 
And that's why, that's why if thoughts are this important, if what we are thinking is actually affecting our moods, is affecting our, is affecting our mindset, is affecting our wellness, is affecting our health. Actually, your health today is greatly affected by what you are thinking. What you are thinking is affecting your mood, your health, your emotion, everything. And we are thinking that on an ongoing, on an ongoing basis. And that's why it is so important that then whoever is controlling your thoughts really controls your life. And that's why you hear saying around surrendering our life to Christ and having the Holy Spirit of God to activate our connection. Because when we are totally surrendered to Christ, then the, with the, as the book in, in Colossians 4, right, it says, then think about these things. It says, think about the, the, uh, the things from above. It changes when we are surrendered to the Lord Jesus Christ. Then we are continuously thinking about God's word. And when we are continuously thinking about God's word, when our thoughts are from God, when we are connected to the, to the Lord, through the Holy Spirit, our thoughts then change. And now our, the, they are not negative, they are all positive, and they have a huge impact on every single thing that we do. And that's why we start receiving miracles from God, because our thoughts are now controlled by God and through the Holy Spirit. And that's why you hear us talk about being born again. You hear, you know what, I'm being born again. When you are born again, it means that yeah, your spiritual, yeah, that spiritual aspect of you has been, has been enlightened and you are now connected to God. When you're not born again, you, are not, you don't have a connection to God. That your spiritual part is dead. That's why sin is a separator. Sin separates us from God. When we say we are being born again, it is that spiritual part of our lives that now gets connected to God in the spirit. And when that happens, through reading God's word, our, our, our thinking changes. And on an ongoing basis, you find that we are thinking, we are now meditating. We are talking about meditation here. We are meditating on God's word. We are meditating on God's goodness. Our thoughts, our entire thoughts process are connected to God. And because of that, it affects our mood. It affects everything we do. It changes our entire life. That is the process of being born again. That's why in John chapter 14, verses, uh, John 14, 6, he says, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus declared, and we are declaring that verse here every single morning. And then he, say, he, he said, uh, as the Lord Jesus was, li was living in, in John again, chapter 14, verses 17, he says, um, in uh, John 14, 15, he says, if you love me, keep my commands, and I will ask the Father and will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. The spirit of truth, the world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him for he lives with you and will be with you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will, I will come to you. Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me because I live you also will live. On that day, you will realize that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. And in verse 25, he declares, all this I have spoken to you while still with you, but the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things. I will remind you of everything I have said to you. If this thing was so important, the Lord Jesus Christ or the disciples before, don't start the ministry until the Spirit of God comes in you and gets you connected. Because from then on, 
your entire thought process, your entire mind is controlled by God and your thoughts, all of them, everything is under the control of God and then you become a miracle machine. You become a miracle machine because you're thinking about God, your thoughts about God and you know what? You become to start being used of God and Jesus said, I'll make sure I leave you the Holy Spirit. That's the most important part uh, of our lives and that's why we talk about being born again. You say, I'm born again. I love the Lord Jesus Christ. And I pray that we shall hear more of that. You know, every time we meet, uh, you, yes, you know what? You know, I'm, I'm so and so, and I'm born again. I'm born again. I love the Lord. You know, that, that testimony is powerful because it means I have a connection to God. And my thoughts, processes, under the guidance of the Holy Spirit, that's 